Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to every listening. Please subscribe to every watching. It definitely means a lot to me. Let me start this episode off with a with a story. I played basketball pretty much my whole life. Played elementary school basketball, played middle school basketball, played high school basketball, played college basketball. And there have been many, 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 many times I've been injured. Whether it's an ankle sprain, I fractured my ankle, I broke my ankle. It's been a lot. I understand the... There's been multiple times where I've been injured and I haven't said anything because I wanted to get out there. I wanted to play basketball. I wanted to be with my teammates. There's a lot of times as an athlete or as a player, whatever you want to call it, that you put your problems, your injuries, you put it aside because you want to be with your team that much. There's a lot of times you don't care about yourself as much as you care about being with your team and, and, and playing with your team. To me, when we look at what happened to Tua Tagovailoa on Thursday Night Football, we, we can talk about the game, but the the screenshot that happened in this game was, of course, Tua hitting, you know, his head hitting the ground and his, his fingers uh, stiffening up after. It's clearly a... a Head injury, probably more a concussion, descent third. Why did I start off with that story? Because on Sunday, we saw Tua against the Bills hit his hit his head bounced off the turf, and he grabbed his head. He got up. He was all you know. He was wobbly. He almost fell. Like immediately fell back down. Took him out the game. Said it was a back injury. Now, I've hurt damn near every part of my body. I'm not going to lie to you. Playing basketball definitely takes a toll. Now, I'm never going to compare, you know, the physicality to basketball to, uh, than to football. I'm never going to do that. I understand football is a 10 times more uh, contact, aggressive sport. But I've hurt a lot of things in my life, <laughs> from knees to ankles to feet to arms to, to back to, to hand. When something hurts, when I hurt something, I usually touch that part of the body. For instance, when I, you go up and you twist an ankle, you grab your ankle, you grab your ankle region. You, you hurt your knee, you start rubbing your knee, you hurt your arm, you hold your arm. What I'm saying is, when Tua went down on Sunday against the Bills, he grabbed his head. And 
almost everyone that watched that play, from former bat, former football players to current football players to analysts to doctors, they all said it looks like he has a concussion. Now, they said it was a back injury, and he was even cleared to, to come back and play. Now, let me say this. What happened on Thursday night, there's not just one person to point the blame at. But there's no way that you can see what happened to Tua on Sunday and think to yourself, he's good enough to play on Thursday night football. He's already the, the week is already shrunk for him because you go from Sunday to Thursday instead of Sunday to Sunday. Whether it's a back injury or not, which I it's hard for me to believe is a back injury. My theory is this. They call it a back injury so you can pass or you may not even have to do the concussion protocol after the initial one because it's called a back injury. Why would I need to do a concussion? Why do I need to go through concussion protocol if it's a back injury? Even though I don't think it's a back injury. Now, they said that had, you know, outside doctors and whatever, but... At the end of the day, those doctors are still paid by the NFL. So, somebody, there's no, it all goes back to the bottom line. You see, the Dolphins organization is the same organization that had the Brian Flores incident, the same organization that damn near killed Tyrod Taylor. By puncturing a lung, I believe, while doing an IV. That would be the hardest. Or it will take me so much to trust that medical staff. Seeing as though we see the track record and the history that they have. And it, even if it was a mild concussion, there's no way, especially with how physical football is, that you can have someone go from Sunday night, I mean Sunday to Thursday. So the organization, it showed, oh man, sports time and time again shows you what they care about, especially football. They only care about the bottom line, man. Again, Tyrod Taylor almost died getting a routine IV, I believe. You, is this the is this the medical staff that we're about to trust here? And Tua. And I understand, man. I, it's hard for me to place blame at Tua's feet, but I because I understand. I understand how important it is to be out there with your teammates. How important it to be out there with a lot of times the only family that a lot of people have. But you got to think about yourself, bro. I'm not saying retire or anything, but. You got this is when I say being self selfish has such a negative connotation to it, and it's not. Selfish is not a bad word. Selfish means you're putting yourself first. You're putting yourself above something. In in a situation like this, if you know you possibly have a concussion on Thursday on Sunday, there should be no reason. 
why you're playing Thursday. No reason. I think I think something somebody has. To, the NFLPA said they're looking into it and, and going to do a legal investigation, but you should know what it is, man. This is the same again, and I cannot stress this enough. This is the same medical staff that almost killed Tyrod Taylor by doing like a routine IV or something. I wish nothing but the, I know that they said you know he he had all his lower extremity movements and everything, and he got it he got dis discharged from the hospital, and I think he flew with the team back. But there's no way, bro. There's no way I'm supposed, I'm going to see this man for a good two to three weeks, maybe even maybe even four. I understand the 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 opportunity that you have. You know, I understand this is a good Dolphins team. Uh, the defense is good. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Jalen Waddle. I understand Raheem Moister. This is a moister. This is a good. This is a good team, and and wins are important. Especially when we talk about, you know, getting these early wins now. So when you start really playing in division, it, 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 you know. But you know what's more important than wins? Your life. And it was it was scary watching watching it, man. I've never seen nothing like that. The, the closest thing I've seen to that is, I don't remember homie's name. I think it was last year. He got hit, and he started, like, shaking like his hands were balled up and he started shaking we knew it was a concussion it was just but the how his fingers were i'm not you know you know shouts out to ryan clark in the pivot there's a clip that i will never forget and i think it, it started to to uh get recycled back into the world after what happened with Tua, and that was when ryan clark had mike tomlin and Ryan Clark had the sickle cell thing and, you know, he he built a whole presentation to allow or to, to give to, you know, Mike Tomlin in order for him to play the next week. And Mike Tomlin said he shut that jump down five minutes, said, if you were my son, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You're not playing. And that, you know, some again, sometimes. As an athlete, as a player, you want to be out there. A lot of times, more than you even care about your health. That's on the organization to be like, hey, yo, that's on Mike, Nate McMillan. Yo, no. You're not playing. Now, I understand the whole he, he passed protocol, but you can see with your eyes, bro. The man on, on Sunday against the Bills, head bounced off the turf. He got up, took like two steps and wobbled and, and, and like damn near fell face first to the ground. Had to get up again. Teammates had to stop him from walking so the medical staff can come on. Damn if he comes back in the game. That should tell you right there. Yeah, nah. Yeah. He's out. Not only is he out for the game, he probably shouldn't play on Thursday night football, which is just a couple, three, what? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Four days. Since the incident. So, I wish nothing but a speedy recovery for Tua, but I also hope that Tua understands that this game is important. Football is important. But nothing in this world is more important than your life. And, like, 
like Ed Reed said to Lamar Jackson, this is a business. Now, I'm not saying, you know, quit quit or whatever. If you want to, go right ahead. I wouldn't, or retire. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody to retire. They don't want to, nor what, you know. But there's been multiple instances of people that have been permanently affected because they didn't take a small injury or even a large injury serious. And I do, I w- I do not wish that on anybody, especially Tua. So... I wish for I hope for a speedy recovery and, and and I hope I don't see him for a good couple weeks. And I'm not just saying that like to be to be mean or to to you know for, I don't want I don't from what I just saw two weeks in a, or two games in a row. There's no way I want to see him for a good three four games, man. He needs to get right. He needs to get his body back. I understand he's gonna try everything he can to get back, but you know I don't you know. Let's 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 talk about the game just a little bit. The 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 Cincinnati Bengals did beat Miami 27 to 15. Um Cincinnati is a big play team. Big play team. They they thrive off the big plays, off the 20, 30, 40 yard plays. And Shouts out to the Cincinnati offensive line because we we've been killing them the first two weeks. They only they only surrendered what one sack on Thursday. Uh, but I will say this: you can tell something was going to happen. Either the the Cincinnati offensive line and offense was going to slow down, or The Miami Dolphins defense was going to slow down. And as we saw in the second quarter or second half, it just looked like the, the, the Miami defense just just was gassed. I mean, you just play in, in Miami and that that weather, it, it, they just look gassed. Now, I'm not I'm not taking away from the Cincinnati Bengals. They won fair and square. And like I said, they're a big play team. You you saw that throughout the game. They were launching like they they. They thrive on big plays, and they can have big plays. Again, when you have Chase Young, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, you're Joe Mixon, you're able to thrive off those big plays. And, of course, you have Joe Burrow throwing you the ball. My my concern with this team outside of the offensive line is I haven't seen this team sustain success with the small plays. Like the – and it's not the fact that they can't do it. I think they possibly can. I mean, Joe Burrow's pretty good. It's a good team. But I don't see them look for the small plays as much. And and again, I get it. When you have Jamar Chase lined up right here and T. Higgins lined up right there and Tyler Boyd line, Tyler Boyd is your third option lined up. I get it. But until... This all, and I think that's what another. Now I'm not blaming him, but that's another reason why you see so many sacks from this team this year. Remember, the offensive line was completely retooled in the offseason. but because this, you know, Joe Burrow and this offense looks for the big plays, he holds on to the ball a lot for a while. And when you have an offensive line that's not that good, or let me because it's still early in the season, that's still learning each other. You want to get the 
let's get the let's get the quick four four uh four yard plays, five yard plays, four yard plays, five yard plays. That's what the um that's what the New England Patriots used to be famous for. Eat with uh Tom Brady. Get those get those small plays. Those small plays add up to oh shoot, they're on the five yard line, about to score. Yeah, you can chuck it down, but you know. Them those fifteen play drives, those twelve play drives, those 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 fourteen play drives. I don't see Cincinnati doing that a lot. And while I'm not saying completely retool your offense and don't look for the big plays, I just feel if they don't get the big plays, they're clearly not as success as successful. And I saw that on I saw that on Thursday. Yeah, they won, but most of those twenty seven were big plays. You know the 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 trick plays from from you know Tyler Boyd threw it to Jamar Chase or the big the big uh, catch that Tyler Boyd had that went like 40, 50 yards. Like that's that's what they need. But congratulations again to Cincinnati for beating uh, Miami twenty seven to fifteen, and again. Back to the original point, I hope that uh, Tua has a speedy recovery and he's smart about moving forward. So let's uh, let's move forward. So I'm here to give my predictions week four of the NFL season. Let's start with the Vikings and Saints. Uh, that game is actually going to be played in London, I believe, and I'm going with the Vikings only because reports have come out saying that Jameis Winston's more than likely not playing. Uh, uh, what's his name? Michael Thomas is out with a foot injury. It's when you when you're in when you're in London, you have you're going up against a healthy Vikings team. And you're down arguably your best wide receiver and your quarterback. I mean, Andy Dalton's okay, but I have the Vikings winning that one. I just think if they don't win that, it is a massive letdown, seeing as though the injuries that are piling up for the Saints. So I have the Vikings winning that, and it's in London. Uh, The Browns at Falcons. I have the Browns. Even Jacoby Brissett's playing a lot better than I thought he would be playing. And and this defense, even though I do want to see, you know, Miles Garrett, we do know about the car accident that happened this week. Will he play? If he doesn't play, I think that's going to be big. But the Falcons aren't that good of a team, even though uh, Cordero Patterson has been good. Kyle Pitts was good last game. I, I just feel the Browns are a better team, even with even if Jacoby Brissett doesn't play well, you still have Nick Chubb, you still have Kareem Hunt, just hand him off the ball. Uh, I have I have the Browns winning that one. Bills at Ravens. First and foremost, why is this game at one o'clock? What what is the four o'clock games that 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 game could not be? You think we you couldn't put at four or five to watch the and move the Cardinals and pay, it is what it is. You have uh, the Bills at Ravens. I'm gonna say the Bills, but let me let me. Lamar Jackson and, and and Josh Allen, at least especially this year, are a lot closer than a lot of people are giving credit to. Lamar Jackson is, to me, the front runner for MVP. Even though he's not undefeated, he's the front runner for MVP. Lamar Jackson is a way better runner than Josh Allen, in my opinion. 
However, Josh Allen is a better, I'm not going to say way better, but is a better passer of the football than Lamar. I just, the, the biggest reason why I have the Bills winning this one, however, is because of that Ravens defense. I saw the Ravens defense get their top blown off against Tua after being up 21 points. Um, I saw the Ravens, even though they did win and they did win convincingly, I saw a couple plays where Mac Jones was able to blow the top off of the Ravens secondary. So while, yes, you have Marlon Humphreys, you have Marcus Peters, I just, when when you're going up against Josh Allen and, and Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox, the last thing you want is your secondary to be sketchy. Because as we've seen with sketchy secondaries, i.e. the Bills going or Bills versus the Titans, it can get ugly quick. Now, I don't think that's going to happen because I trust Lamar Jackson. Um, and with with Micah Hyde not playing, that's going to be a, a, a thing. But I have the Bills on this one in a close one, probably like, I don't know. 37 31 or something like that i just i just have the bills winning this because i just i don't tr- i trust if that de- if if the ravens defense was a lot better i would trust it more uh I w- or i would probably pick the ravens just seeing how lamar jackson's playing but i don't trust that defense or the secondary so i have the bills winning that one commanders at cowboys This is a tough game to pick, and I'm not saying this because I'm a, I'm a Commanders fan. I'm saying this because of, you know, what they're going what what what's what they're going to do is they're going. I, I feel they're going to pound the rock. They're gonna they're gonna try. At least the Cowboys are going to pound the rock, try to run the ball, and that's at least the strength of Washington is or at least is supposed to be their defensive line now their their linebackers in the secondary that's a whole different story but they're they're what i think the rate what the what the cow i was about to say the original name what i think the commanders are going to do is i think that they're going to try to make cooper rush beat them the problem is however when you're going up against a CD Lamb, that can happen, as we saw against the Giants. But I also think the Giants did lose because of inept play from uh, Daniel Jones. Now, I don't trust Carson Wentz, but I, what, I, what I will say is Carson Wentz will throw that thing. Like He'll just throw it all over the yard. <clears throat> I'm going to go with the Commanders, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Commanders fan. I just feel... If you're if the if the commanders are able to slow down the run and really make Cooper Rush beat them, I, as we saw, Cooper Rush didn't outplay Daniel Jones. It's just Daniel Jones didn't play good, and Cooper Rush he didn't have to do enough. Tony Pollard had a big game, and, and Ezekiel Elliott had a big game, and we know the big catch from C.D. Lamb. I, I, I'm gonna go with the Commanders. I just think. I, I, I trust Carson Wentz more than I trust, which is a crazy statement. <laughs> I trust Carson Wentz more than I trust Cooper Rush. And I just think the focus has to be to slow down the run. Uh, and I think the Washington can do that with Jonathan Allen and, and Sweat and, and Payne. So, yeah. Seahawks at Lions. I have the Lions. I just think the Lions are a better team. The Lions have been playing hard now. I know uh, Ahmad is, is not playing, but. The Lions, to me, is just a better team with Aiden Hutchinson and, and Jared Goff. The Seahawks, again, are one of the worst teams in the league. And 
I just I have the Lions. The Lions have been, even though they don't, and, and that's what we talked about last episode. The Lions just have a problem closing games. I don't think they're gonna have this problem because the Seahawks aren't that good. So I have the Lions winning that one. Chargers at Texans. I have the Chargers, but the only reason why I have the Chargers because the Texans aren't good. The Chargers are riddled with injuries. When you're talking about, you know, Justin Herbert, uh, Rashawn Slater's out for the season. Joey Bosa is going to be out for a good uh, a good while due to groin injury. The, the the injuries are piling up for the Chargers, and whether you know whether uh, Justin Herbert plays or not, I, the Texans aren't a good team, and I just uh, you can still hand the ball off to Austin Eckler. I just I, I don't trust. I don't like the Titans. They're not good. So I have the Chargers winning that, and only because not because I trust the Chargers this week due to the injury. It's just because the Titans are not good. Titans at Colts. I actually have the Colts winning this. I think the win against that they were able to figure a lot of things out against the Chiefs, even though I think the Chiefs kind of beat themselves. And I still the Titans are okay, of course, with Derrick Henry, but. I, there's something just not right with the Titans, even though there's nothing, something not right with the Colts. I think the I, I I'm about to say I trust Matt Ryan more than Ryan Tannehill, but at this point they're kind of eye and eye. I'm just I'm just gonna go with the Colts. To me, this is a pick 'em game, and the only one of the biggest reasons why I'm picking the Colts is because they're at home and they just came off a big win against the Chiefs. So I have the Colts winning that. Bears at Giants. I have the Giants. I don't yo there. I think I am not uh, yo. Out of this entire season so far, like the first three games, I think Justin Fields has only passed for like 297 yards in three games. To put that into perspective, I think Lamar Jackson last week threw for 210 yards, I think. Like that, that is the Bears are, are a different level of bad, especially their offense. And well, yes, I do think Sterling Shepard losing him for the season with a torn ACL is huge, but you still have Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones hasn't even been as bad as Justin Fields, so I have the Giants winning that game. Jaguars at Eagles. Now, that's going to be a good game. I'm going to ultimately say the Eagles are going to win this due to the fact that they're better than the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are good. Doug, Doug Peterson has the Jaguars offense humming. Trey or no, Trevor Lawrence looks really good, but... This Eagles team is is a different level with Darius Slay and on the defense side of the ball. Offense, you still have A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith, with Jalen Hurts to me is an MVP candidate right now. I have the Eagles winning that one, but I do think it's going to be a good game. Jets at Steelers. I have the Steelers, whether Mitch Trubisky plays, whether Kenny Pickett plays, they're better than Joe Flacco at this moment and the Jets as a, as a whole. Uh, I, I have the Steelers winning that. Cardinals at Panthers. I have the Cardinals. I trust Kyler Murray, even though he's had an, an up and down year so far. I trust him more than I trust uh, Baker Mayfield and what the what the hell the Panthers are doing. Hell, I mean, I know I just saw the report that Christian McCaffrey is is not a hundred percent already. So I have the Cardinals winning that. Uh, Patriots at Packers. I have the Packers. I do not like this. In fact, the Patriots' D offense is getting worse. Ask anyone. Go look at anything that we've seen. The Patriots' offense is getting worse, and the Packers' all the Packers' defense held Tom Brady in that offense. Even though there's a lot of injuries, it held that offense at 12 points. I don't see 
an, an, an offensive explosion from the Patriots because I just don't think they're capable of doing that with what's being implemented right now. So I have the Packers winning that, and I, I just trust Aaron. Even though Aaron Rodgers didn't have the best game after those two touchdowns, actually after Aaron Jones fumbled the ball, he, it, it just went south. But I have the Packers winning that. Broncos at Raiders. To me, this is a pick 'em game. This is a game. This is game is huge for both teams. The Broncos have been anemic when we talk about offense, even with you know Russell Wilson and and, and Judy and Studden. They have not been good at all. Melvin Gordon continues to fumble the ball. It is crazy. And then Javante Williams, he just hasn't he hasn't really done much. I, I, that's why when you have players this good, that's when I that's when I look at the at the quarterback or coach like what are you doing bro it we saw a flat we saw flashes of old russell wilson you know probably the, at the end of the game against the 49ers he, and, the, and the raiders mm, i'm gonna say i got the raiders winning this i don't see the raiders going for no i think the raiders uh, again, the, their problems have been have been documented, intimated with or intimated what has been documented time and time again, which is their defense and their offensive line. However, you do see that a lot of times Derek Carr forces the ball to 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 places he shouldn't be forced to. Not to mention the Broncos deep secondary outside of Patrick Tan hasn't been the best either. Uh, but I, I have the Raiders. I just think they have to win sometime. Uh, so I'm gonna pick this this week. I got the Raiders winning this one. Chiefs at Buccaneers. I have the Chiefs. Mm. Mm. Actually, hold on. This game is a lot harder to pick than you think. Yeah, I, of course I have Patrick Mahomes over Tom Brady right now, and the Tom Brady that we've seen this year, but. That Chiefs defense is not that good, man. And Tom Brady can have a field day with that. But I don't know about who's who's healthy and who's going to be playing. And the Chiefs, even though the Buccaneers probably, at least so far this year, has, has arguably had the best defense in the league, still Patrick Mahomes, man. I, I, I got the Chiefs winning. I got the Chiefs winning. And it's in Tampa Bay. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got the Chiefs. I just I, – they 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 cost they there's they cost themselves the game last week and and I think that they want to right the wrongs and I have the Chiefs winning that even though the Buccaneers defense is pretty good I just don't know who's gonna play in the offense and yeah Rams at 49ers <clears throat> I have the Rams even though the 49ers usually play the their best football of all time against the Rams. I have the I have the Rams. I just even though I just again, Jimmy G is very limited and there's a reason why this entire offseason they were trying to go to to Trey Lance. I just I think they're a, a okay team now, but again, Jimmy G is going to throw one up for somebody to get whether it's the offense or defense. And I, even though the Rams haven't really looked good this year, like especially offensively, actually as a team, they really haven't looked good. I think, I mean, they know this is a big game, the 49ers. I have the Rams winning that one. So that's, and that's of course on Monday Night Football. So those are my predictions. Let me know what you guys think. Bada bing, bada boom. Let's move forward.
Let me first start off by saying uh, congratulations for Aaron to Aaron Judge for uh, tying Roger Maris with 61 home runs. I think that's the most in AL history for a season. Uh, definitely, definitely for the Yankees. Um, congratulations. Definitely will go down as one of the best uh, best home run hitters of all time. That is Aaron Judge. But let's let's have a serious conversation about something. Now, since Aaron Judge has hit this record, all you're hearing, all I've heard is this is the greatest season for a slugger. Um, this honestly, he should he should go down as the best and all the other, you know, the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, who's at 73. That shouldn't count due to steroid era. Just on third. Here's here's my thing about it, man. The steroid era happened. It did. And I understand that there's a question now due to legitimacy and and you know, should should Barry Bonds and, and, and Mark McGuire should should their home runs count this and a third. They do. Again, I, I and, and I'm not taking away for any anything that Aaron Judge does or has done, but the, the, the MLB has to make a decision. The MLB has to make a decision because you can't talk out one side of your mouth and, and, and say something different on the other side. Actions speak louder than words. And what do I mean by that? All this entire, since Aaron judge has hit the 61 home runs, all we've heard about is the legitimacy, the legitimacy of of Barry Bonds' record, which is seventy three, or Mark McGuire's, which is right, or number two, which is seventy, or Sammy Sosa, which is sixty six, or Mark McGuire again, which is sixty five, or Sammy Sosa back to back for sixty four and sixty three. You see, if you don't want them to count, and if you question their legitimacy, take them out the record books. Take what Barry Bonds did, that th- those home runs. Take them out the record books. If you do not want to make, uh, present them in a conversation of best home run hitters. Yes, I understand what steroids do, and I understand that steroids helps, but or gives you, a, I guess, unfair advantage. However, th- you're still keeping them in the record books. Now, me, it happened. You don't know, and I'm not saying Aaron Judge, but back in the day, you don't know who the hell took steroids because it was just steroids all over the place. So, while yes, Barry Bonds was was caught doping, if if it's if it matters that much that it stained the game that much, take it out the take it out the record books. If not, then stop stop. Every time somebody does something. Oh, but what about, you know, the, the, the steroid era? If the steroid era meant that much to baseball or if it tarnished baseball that much, take it out the record books. Hell, y'all are quick to take out, you know, the, the, the NCAA is quick to vacate seasons. Take it out. Didn't say it didn't happen, but it doesn't have to be in the record books. All I'm saying is this, bro. I commend Aaron Judge for for hitting 61 home runs, especially after what happened in the offseason. 
but I'm not here about to about to <laughs> disrespect what Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire did and and Sammy Sosa because the the MLB is not doing that either because the MLB is keeping it. There's a reason why when you go to to MLB.com, CBSSports.com, and you look at the most home runs in a single season, Aaron Judge is tied for seventh, not first. Why? Because they're keeping the Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Sammy Sosa, Aaron Judge. They're keeping that. So I don't want to hear, I'm tired of hearing people say, but what about the steroid era? The MLB clearly don't care about it because they're keeping these records. I think they should keep the records because it's still there. But if you're going to do that, don't then come and say, hey, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge is, is a true home run hitter and and you know what he did, nobody else did due to, to the steroids and you know. He's actually the greatest home run hitter. Forget what Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire did. He's the greatest home run. This is the greatest home run hitter season of all time. Bro, last time I checked, if we're going to keep it in the record book, 61 is not 73. Congratulations again, Aaron Judge. He will go. This is one of the one of the best seasons ever. A home run hitter as a home run hitter has ever had. I will, I will, I understand that completely and I respect it. But let's not, let's not disrespect it here, bro. Let's not disrespect because, again, I understand if you're going to take out and, and not putting them in the Hall of Fame is not taking out their records. Which is why Barry Bonds is still Barry Bonds. Mark McGuire is still Mark. Sammy Sosa is still Sammy Sosa. Yeah, they might not be in the Hall of Fame, but their records are still there. And if it's that much and that much of a stain for baseball, take them out. If not, stop, stop, stop. No. Stop acting like when when somebody like Aaron Judge does something major like this, stop acting like. Oh God, we can't talk about Sammy Sosa or Barry Bonds. We can't do. We can't talk about Mark McGuire. They 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 disrespected the game. They 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 stained MLB. I put money. More people today know who Barry Bonds is more than they know who Aaron Judge is today. And that's no offense to Aaron Judge at all. Aaron Judge is a great player. That's all I'm saying, man. Let's move forward. So, you know, the Warriors played or playing the Wizards in Tokyo for like a two-game stint. And um, the Warriors won the first game. This is a big year for James Wiseman, man. This is one of the first – I think this is the first year that he had a normal – training camp and he was there and able to be present for the entire training camp the Warriors need him to be big after losing Gary Payton the third after losing um what's his name Otto Porter Jr. yeah you get Don you know Dante DiVincenzo you have uh Jamichael Green coming or come on to the team and you're hoping that Moody and and Kaminga is are able to fill those spots but none of them were second overall pick like Jonathan Jonathan 
Kaminga, or no, James Wiseman is. They're going to need a big season from him. And I understand that's crazy to say, seeing as though they just won the championship. But again, they need, they're need they putting a lot and depending a lot on James Wiseman. Uh, and he's, he's going to be big. I understand how they play. I keep saying I understand. <laughs> I know how Golden State plays in, in, in the three-point game, but it's different when you have a, a defensive cog and someone that's actually seven foot. No, no disrespect to Kevon Looney, but Jonathan Wiseman is seven foot. He just he needs to he just needs to play basketball. Same thing with most of Golden State. Like like they Jonathan Kaminga just needs to play more basketball. Moses Moody needs to play more basketball, even though he did look really good in the summer league. And shouts out to James Wiseman too. The first game against the Wizards, he had like twenty points, nine rebounds, and like twenty three minutes or something. So. They're going to need a big game or a big season from James Wiseman. I think he's going to be able to give it to them, seeing as though this is the first time there's, a, there's you know, Duke, of course, knock on wood, hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But this this is the first time he's able to actually participate in a training camp and he's not rehabbing. There's a, People don't understand. There's a difference between, you know, training and rehabbing. Rehabbing is not training training that and that's why you hear clay thompson say it feels so good to be to have a training camp and you're not have to rehab that's different you know it, it's, it's it's just drastically different so i'm excited to see what we get from or what we you know what we get out of james wiseman i think he's he's gonna need to be huge for the team so and there you have it, man. That's been today's episode in Pop of the Podcast. I will talk about college football, but there's nothing really. Michigan at Iowa, that's a big game. Uh, I got Michigan winning, uh, even though Iowa, especially defensively, are good. Kentucky at Old Miss, I got Kentucky. Oklahoma at TCU, got Oklahoma. Uh, I think Texas Tech is probably going to beat Kansas State. That might be an upset. Actually, it's definitely going to be an upset because Texas Tech's not ranked. Uh, Alabama at Arkansas. Arkansas is about to get their head blown off. Baylor at Oklahoma, or Oklahoma State at Baylor. Actually got Oklahoma State. Other than that, Wake Forest at Florida State. Uh, I got Wake Forest. Uh, the upset, I have Maryland beating Michigan State, I guess, even though Maryland is at home. Um, and there's another, oh, I got NC State beating Clemson. I know, shocking, but Clemson did not look good at all against Wake Forest, and NC State, at least ranking-wise, is better than Wake Forest, so I have, uh, yeah, I have I have NC State beating number five Clemson. So, but again, there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, links in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to it if you're listening. Please subscribe to it if you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. And until next time, much love. And you kissing me, kissing me, and we sex a lot, sex a 
love we'll meet Oh, can I set the vibes? Give me so much, my baby Say you want all of mine on Mm-hmm. 